0: hard parking brought to you by right hunter and right toyota out of scottsdale arizona i'm your host jay finning been doing a lot of traveling lately i think that uh, i think i'm done i think i'm done till at least after ns expo which is coming up uh, october 12th through the 16th no you cannot just show up um but i i don't know if i'm going to record anything for the podcast or i'm just going to take a weekend off and just have something that i've done another interview not a not a repost, not a repeat, but just something that I have kind of in the bag or I've been saving. I want to thank everybody who kind of reached out after the last episode. You know, it's, you know, car people have dogs too. And I mean, Izzy was a big part of my life. I'm not going to spend much time talking about it. But if you missed that episode, go back and listen to it, especially if you have little furry pets. Uh, we don't get forever in life. We, we just don't get forever. But I'm doing good. You know, I had a couple days where, you know, it hit me here and there, but I mean, now I can talk about it and see things. I went and picked up his uh, his paw, a little clay print of his paw. So I'm gonna make it like a little shrine or a little something to remember him by. We'll probably have it in different places around the house. Obviously, my office is going to be one of those places. But like I mentioned, I've been doing a lot of traveling. Just got back from Buffalo. We went to Monday Night Football, and we went a couple of years like the, I think 2019. It was against uh, New England. My God, was it cold? But I know not a lot of you are into sports, but you know I'm a sports guy more so than I'm even a car guy. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan. Historically speaking, I'm kind of right down the middle. If they're no good, I'll tell you. If they've got positive, you know, yeah, they got a good offense, but their their defense sucks. I'll tell you. And I get in trouble a lot with the family, especially my brother-in-law. He, he takes that shit like real personal. My son's pretty. Uh, he's pretty even-keeled on it, but you know I was wearing the Bills jersey that my brother-in-law gave me, and then my wife ordered me a Bills shirt, and I think my brother-in-law was like, are you a Bills fan now? Or maybe my son or somebody else. I was like, well, I'm not, I wasn't really not a Bills fan, um, but, I mean, it, it's cool that they're winning. I mean, I'm I'm down for them. The family's down for them, and it's one of those things where it's like, it's not only being a fan of the team, but it's being a fan of the family that's a fan of the team, and I think a lot of us who aren't really into sports you know, whatever that, or that specific team, that's what you kind of gravitate to. Like, I run across people all the time, and there's like, well, do you like cars? Well, I don't, but my husband or my wife or my dad, so I kind of hang out, and I know what's going on, and it's kind of cool. There's a lot of people like that in sports, and it doesn't make them bandwagoners, but it just, you kind of want to go with where everyone's going, in a sense. But there's no football team professional football team there's no city there's no city that stands behind their team more than buffalo and you could tell when you go to buffalo and it was a lot of fun uh had a car rental it was a repeat ended up picking up a a highlander i'll tell you about that more after this word from four wheel online jay finning here and i want to tell you guys about four wheel online for over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so go get outfitted today. So visit them online at Four Wheel Online or call them in. 813-769-2451. Again, that's Four Wheel Online, the number four wheel online. So, as I mentioned, I picked up a Toyota Highlander. I flew out there. We stayed. So, okay, first off, let me talk about travel for a second. Then we'll get to the cars. I think starting in June is when I started traveling, right? That's when I went to Canada. And it seems like everyone I talked to, and including my own experiences, my wife's experiences. You know, travel is just different. Post pandemic, because I, I think it's okay for us to say post pandemic. I mean, people are still wearing masks and stuff, but not as much. No one enforces it. Everything is pretty much back to normal. But the airline industry, so post pandemic, there's always a delay. There's always something wrong with the plane. Uh, there's no one available to fly the plane. That's a big deal. There's, I think we're down at least one airlines. I don't know if it's the airlines or if it's across the board, but I've heard we're down 10,000 pilots. This is hearsay. So obviously if you're missing 10,000 pilots, there's a lot of planes that aren't getting flown because there's no one to fly them. So there's a lot fewer planes in the sky. Fewer planes in the sky mean less available flights. If you guys recall, when we were coming back from Toronto, we couldn't get on our flight because it had some sort of an issue. Then we couldn't check in on our flight because the line wasn't moving, and we missed it. And then the rest of the flights were sold out. And then the flight that we finally got almost delayed, and I almost switched. And then I did switch. And then when we got to the connecting airport and, in Dallas, all of a sudden we were on time. And then I had to stand there and for them to flip us back and put us back on the regular flight. And every trip is like that. So this last time, we're supposed to fly out on Thursday night or Thursday morning, like like 12 a.m., basically midnight get to the airport, get checked in, like good people, TSA pre-check. Which, by the way, I don't know what's going on with American Airlines. Like, I went from having, this is very first world, I went from being, like, executive platinum to not even, to just, like, gold, which means nothing. You can accrue points, but every seat upgrade you have to pay for, every bag you have to pay for, customer service isn't there anymore. But we noticed, because my wife and I both have TSA pre-check, which, for those of you who travel, That's a big deal. That means you get to – you don't necessarily skip the line, but there's a different line for you. That line is almost always significantly shorter. You don't have to take your shoes off. You know, There's a lot of stuff you don't have to do, and you kind of get right through. And so that's life or death because I don't like getting to the airport two hours ahead of time. I want to get there 15 minutes ahead of time before I'm supposed to board. And if I'm checking on luggage, you have to be there 45 minutes before the flight departs. So you can't pull that 15-minute shit. But you can get there 30 minutes before because the flight sits on, doesn't even depart for like 20 or 30 minutes after boarding. So anyway, both of our reservations don't have our TSA pre-check number on them. But you go to your profile and it's on there. So we both had to do this thing where we call them, they have to manually put it on, you have to retrieve it on the email and all that kind of dumb shit. So we get to the airport, we're waiting, the flight gets delayed. They do boarding group one. And right now it's, eh, it's like 12, 15 in the morning. Boarding group one gets on. Everyone stands up and then the people say, oh, you might as well not even, you might as well just sit down. We're, we're, we're not boarding anymore. Just sit down. So everyone sits back down. Because My wife does this thing where she has to use the restroom right as we're supposed to board, not five minutes before we board, but literally is like, okay, everybody starting to board group one. I got to use the restroom. I'm like, fuck. We didn't check our bags. Like, we're not going to have room for our stuff. I'm sorry. I have to use the restroom. I was like, all right, fine, go. Comes back from the restroom and I go, don't worry about it. They told everyone to sit down. Seconds later, flight delayed. Not 30 minutes, delayed till 9 a.m. the next day. So everyone's like, oh, oh my God, 9 a.m. which I get it. Everyone's in line, customer service to get, you know, food, coupon to book a hotel overnight because whatever the delay was it wasn't weather related it was airline related and when your delay is airline related the airline is responsible for making it right there's a weather delay they don't owe you shit there's a mechanical delay or something else they owe you the world so we decided to go back home because we live here slept a few hours come in in the morning get on our flight flight's on time but we were going to stay at a nice hotel that first night or that first day and go see the sites and do all kind of stuff. Because there's this thing, when you fly somewhere where you're from all the families there and when other people are meeting you, you have to kind of coordinate with everyone and you can't really do your own thing. You kind of do what everybody else is doing. And so we were just going to kind of do our own thing for a day while everybody else was coming in and then not call the family and say, Hey, guess what? We're in town. Cause then they want you to come over and have some beers, have some home cooking, have some this, have some that. But all that was off the table because we left nine hours later. So we fly to Chicago, and we have like a six-hour layover. Six-hour layover. Then we get to Buffalo. We're in Buffalo. We have a good time. Good trip. Go and see the battleship, the, uh, the, the submarine. Monday Night Football was awesome. You know, hip-hop artist. Uh, Benny the Butcher was there. He's like this huge, he's from Buffalo, he had a big Buffalo jersey on, and they were throwing wings at the crowd, people were getting hit in the head with, with wings, true story, I have, I have video proof, I think I posted it on my J Travels page, but it was cool, because my nephew got to get Benny the Butcher's autograph on his sweater, and it's funny, because he's like 19, and he's trying to be all cool the whole time, like straight face, like it's nothing, and he's, <laughs> it's this thing kids do, right, because He's standing there, and he's holding up the sweater, and, and I guess Benny the Butcher saw it, and then they're like, oh, he said he's going to sign it. He said he's going to sign it. Okay, what's he going to sign it with? Nobody has a pen. Nobody has a marker. So it's like, oh, man. So everyone's like, oh, we don't have So I start going around asking everybody. I find people who work there who work in the event. Excuse me, do you have a pen? Do you have a marker? Guy gets one for me. Give it to my nephew. Benny the Butcher gets off the, the stage at the giant tailgate thing for Lenova's Wings, and he's signing the sweater on one of the numbers, he's got, like, a 187 number. Signing the letters. And, again, that's just my, my nephew just looking hard. It's just – it's funny. It's like, he wasn't ecstatic. Like, if I'm 19 and Tupac is signing my shit, man, I'm smiles, man. I'm not trying to be all hard. But that's just it's just a kid thing because I started pushing him. I'm like, come on, get happy, get happy. We all started pushing him, telling him to get happy. And he started cracking up. And then he got, you know, got all serious face again. But game was cool, everything. Had my rental car. Uh, went to go pick up. This is before all this. When we first got there, I went to go pick up a uh, a Toyota Highlander. I get in the Highlander, and I'm like, "Man, this thing kind of smells." You know, I haven't had a Highlander in a while. Look, kind of good. Smell like smoke. Here's the thing. Look, I if you smoke cigarettes, that's fine. Whatever. There's designated smoking areas. Go there. That's fine. We cool. Go outside, take a smoke break. Come back in. We can hang out at the bar. Whatever. Not a problem. There's even buddies of mine. You're in the car with them. It's their car. Like, hey, man, do you mind if I smoke? Like, they ask you, and you're like, "Uh, yeah, go ahead. And they smoke, and they have their window down. They're not, like, windows up, blowing in your face and shit. But I'd rather not. But when you get in a rental car, it's like there's no smoking signs everywhere. Like, if you're going to smoke, don't fucking smoke in the rental car because everybody else who picks it up, some people are allergic to that shit. Like, my mother-in-law, if she got in that car, she would fucking die. It's not about not wanting to smell like it, but it, like, really fucks some people up. But if you get a rental car and there's no smoking, then don't fucking smoke in the car. Just don't do it. Like, I don't get it. So I'm driving off and I'm like, all right, I could do this. It's fine. New car, new vehicle to me. You know, something I can do a review on. And I go pick up our Starbucks because the, the hotel we're staying at is literally, like, literally right across the street from the airport. It's a small airport. You go out the front door of the hotel, you look to the left, and that is the rental car parking lot. Like, it's that close. So I go to the Starbucks, I pick up the coffee and I'm sitting in the car and I'm, I do this thing where I kind of smell my upper lip and it smells like smoke. I'm like, oh, I can't do this because if I go and pick up my wife and she gets in this car, she's going to say, this car smells like smoke. Why did you pick up this car up? Nah. And she's right. So I took it back, dropped it off, ended up getting a Ford Explorer again. Now you guys know I like the Ford Explorer, but I'm not going to spend much time talking about it. this one. Wasn't as, as trimmed out as the one I had in, in, in Canada, but it was big So we had to move people around all weekend. It was big. We fit a ton of grown people in this car. I'm a fan of it. I like it. My wife likes it. Anyway, the trip is over. We all fly out at different times, you know, because my wife, she flies on like a Wednesday. I fly out on Tuesday. My son, my brother-in-law fly out later Tuesday on a different flight. It's one of those things where, no, we didn't all book the same thing because I don't like and my wife doesn't like being the person who organizes everyone's shit because somebody doesn't pay you or someone cancels. I mean, I'm sure you guys get it. So it drops me off at the airport. My flight's at 1.05 p.m. Drops me off at just before noon. Small airport. It's, I don't know, 15 gates. Like, it's small. Check in, chilling, flight delay. Flight delay. There's a problem with the flight, the airplane, which I'm fine with because I'd rather you have that thing working But there's a problem with the brakes. They're like, well, we have a problem with the brakes. Uh, We're going to reset. I'm sitting, I'm talking to this lady because she's she's trying to decide if she wants to just wait it out or drive back home. She's from Charlotte, which is where we're connecting, which is a six-hour drive from where we're at. And I'm like, you might as well wait until this thing is for sure canceled because you can't get that time back in that car. So even if this thing is delayed for three hours, you're going to be driving and this plane's going to go right over you. You're going to wish that you had waited. Now me, my connection, I had like a like an hour and a half layover, so my flight didn't leave Charlotte till like seven thirty at night or six thirty, and we we're supposed to arrive at four thirty, so I still have some wiggle room, right? But as the time keeps moving, 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 and when they say it's a brake problem, I go, well, that's not software, that's hardware. So chances are, if there's a if there's something stuck, if there's a stuck cable, we're screwed. So people get on the microphone, they're like, well, we're gonna restart it. Like a control Alt delete essentially. And if it doesn't work, then we're going to have to fly in parts. It's like, if you think you already have to fly in parts, save yourself the time. Don't even restart the computer system. Then it makes no sense. Fifteen minutes later, they announce it. So we get a, I get a food coupon, all that kind of stuff. Everyone's up in arms. You know, it's fun to sit back and watch people get mad at the people who work at the airlines, although they're not the ones that have anything to do with what's going on when the plane doesn't work. So, I'm sitting there and I'm not panicking. I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever. Start a new job on Wednesday, um, which is the next day. I'll just tell them that I may have to push it to Thursday, you know, whatever. I, it's not, I can't control it. It's not in my control. So, there's no need for me to get upset about it. It is what it is. It sucks. Sure, I know I started this whole thing saying the airline sucks because they do, but it's not the fault of the people who were there. So, once they announce that the plane is not going to go anywhere, like, it's basically canceled and they're going to try to book us on other flights. I start checking my, I started checking my American Airlines app because I know my wife was flying out the next morning and the ticket's are like $2,000. There's like nothing available and the tickets are $2,000. And so I try to get on the same flight as my brother-in-law and my son. So I get on and I'm doing this chat feature. I don't know if any of you have done that chat feature and it's worked with Delta and it's worked with American Airlines a few times, but sometimes it's a little harder because you never know who you're going to get. Like I had one guy. During the delay, just disconnect on me, and I go. That guy just disconnected on me because he didn't understand what I was trying to tell him. And I apologize that sometimes I'm not good with this stuff. But you don't have to disconnect the fucking chat on me. Like they get record of that. They'll probably fire you. If, he, if he's in some other country, he's probably dead. Like those other countries take this shit serious. They want to please American travelers. Who knows if he's still alive? If his family's still alive? Like I don't know. Not my problem. What is my problem is I'm on the app and I'm chatting. I'm, I'm on the app and I'm chatting with him. So I asked my brother-in-law and my son. I go, hey, what's your confirmation number? The guy said he's going to try to get me on the same flight. They give me their confirmation number, has a number in it. The American Airlines guy says, well, it needs to be all letters. We don't use numbers. I go, okay, because I already told him once something that I'm going to tell him again in a second. I go, well, they're pretty sure. I go, wait, it's on Frontier. Now, I told you it's on Frontier. Are you sure you're accounting for that? And the guy's like, oh, oh, yeah, wait, my bad. Let me check again. Okay, okay. He comes back and says, Hey, I can't put you on standby. The flight is sold out. So I read it and I was like, huh. I mean, isn't that what standby is for? You stand by and wait to see if there's a seat available for you on an otherwise sold out flight. Like all the seats, are they sold? Like I know there's a plane, there's, there's airplanes that they don't sell all their seats and then people get on standby because they know that hey, there's a pretty good there's like four open seats, there's six people on the list. I'm number two in line. I'm probably going to get on that flight. But it also exists in case people just don't show up to the airport or they change flights and don't officially notify the airlines or they switch to a different airlines and don't tell the first airlines until later. I can't put you on there because the flight is sold out. And I was like, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Because there's no point in me arguing with an idiot. No point. Super long, drawn-out story short, they flew a plane. They ended up flying a plane. They announced because according to uh, the the customer service agent on the chat, the people at the gate didn't even announce the fact that the plane was canceled. And like, you can't, they can't, they can only do so much for me if the plane isn't officially canceled, like the flight isn't officially canceled. So now I'm getting a little irritated, but I'm not mad. I'm just a little irritated because it'll all work out. There's worse places in the world to be trapped. I can go back and get some more wings at Anchor Bar. Or maybe I can go to Duff's when they open at four and get their wings because it's supposed to be good. Speaking of Duff's, let me tell you guys a super crazy story real quick. And I'll get back to the flight. Just hold your shit. So when we were in Cape Cod, right? We are in Cape Cod a few weeks ago, my wife and I, and um, we're kind of checking out some of the restaurants. And we go to this lobster place. You've seen me post a picture of it. It's called like the lobster pot or something. I posted it on, uh, on Jay Travels sitting down at the table upstairs, eating our food. There's another young couple sits down next to us. Guy orders a lobster. His girl orders, I don't remember. He cleaned that lobster. Like, I've never seen anyone, a wild animal couldn't eat the lobster as much as he did. Like, he tore that fucker up. And I forgot how we started talking to him. I was like, wow, once we got, you know, a few sentences in, I was like, you tore that lobster up. Like, I've never seen anything like that before. He started laughing and said, you know, they're professional at it, da, da, da. And somehow we started talking about where we're from, and they were from Buffalo. We're like, oh, we're going to Buffalo in a few weeks. We're going to the Monday Night Football game. That's when he told me about Duff's Wings. Like, oh, man, you have to check out Duff's Wings. If you're ever in there, if you can. I like Lenovo. I know you everyone likes Lenovo. I like Duff's. I was like, all right. So I still needed to check out Duff's, which I still haven't. But rewind a couple of days. Yvette and I get to the airport to Buffalo. Late at night, because we had that four and five and a half, six-hour layover in Chicago. We're walking out to find a taxi or find transportation. Another couple walking towards us. And who is it? We saw you guys in Cape Cod. We look, I was like, holy shit. It's the same fucking couple. Like how crazy is that? The same couple that we met at Cape Cod walked past us. Cause they had just arrived from somewhere else at the airport. Like we were the only four people on the walkway within 50 feet. My couple and their couple. That's some bizarre shit. So anyway, fast forward, I'm at the airport, you know, um, so the airline sends a plane to come pick us up. Everything's good. I get home later than I wanted, but I still got home that night. And here I am today. That's it. Let's get into some car news. So I'm sure some of you have heard, although no one's posted it to hard parking violations yet. But a man says his Tesla locked him out and refused to let him in until he paid the $26,000 for a new Battery. Mario Zalea, also known as Super Mario Zalea, posted about a situation on TikTok where he received nearly 1 million views overnight. God, that must be nice. So, before we continue with the story, and this is according to Newsweek.com, it's actually on like a thousand different websites. So, you just type in Tesla owner battery, you're going to see it pop up. But looking here, it looks like uh, a few weeks ago in Norway, disgruntled Tesla owners carried out a hunger strike, a hunger strike. We're going on a hunger strike to battle oppression. We're going on a hunger strike to battle dictatorship. We're going on a hunger strike to battle environmental changes, causing destruction to our environment. Or, or we can go on a hunger strike because we have a Tesla and we don't like the way they're handling stuff. Some of the complaints included poor customer service, bubbles in the seats and rust. Look. My own Infinity 2007 Infinity FX35 Sport. Infinity is notorious in their FXs in that first gen for having this weird bubbling issue with the dashboards. First couple of years they fixed it in her warranty. I know, they fixed it in their warranty, but after that they did not. I don't remember anyone going on any hunger strikes. The Infinity that I have right now is known for their dashboards cracking. In fact, when I first bought the car, I thought it had water damage because not only did the dashboard crack, but it had chunks of the fake leather missing on the corners. I was like, what the heck? In fact, I thought about it every time I got in the car. But I didn't go on a hunger strike. I might go on a hunger strike because I need to lose weight. Some of Tesla's troubles in the past in July, Tesla, just July, like two months ago, in July, Tesla was forced to reimburse a German customer after the vehicle they purchased was deemed a massive hazard. In February, the company was forced to recall over 570,000 vehicles after the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, kind of important, said they failed to comply with safety standards and posed a potential danger to pedestrians. In other words, that autopilot continues to kill. Look. I'm not bagging on Tesla. These are stories that are out there. I don't look for them. They pop up either on my iPhone or I get them in the email. It's just like automotive news that I subscribe to. Last year, a Finnish man went viral for blowing up his Tesla after he refused to purchase a new battery for $23,000. So what we just learned is the batteries went from $23,000 to $26,000. After being told the battery in his 2013 monolith had outlasted his eight-year warranty and would need to be replaced, he contacted a Finnish explosive team to blow up the car. So going back to Zelaya, and I hope I'm saying his name right. In the viral video, Zelaya replied to a comment from a previous video explaining his situation. In the videos, he says that his piece of trash, air quotes Tesla, died and that it would cost him $26,000 to replace the battery. Quote, my Tesla died. The on-screen text read, $26,000 for a new battery locked out of car. Recalls are needed. I have questions. First off, if I can't get in my car and my battery dies, am I paying $26,000 for a new battery? No, I'm going to pay a locksmith to come and break into my vehicle so at least I can get in my vehicle. Maybe it doesn't start, but at least I'm in my vehicle in case there's things in that vehicle that I need. But if you guys do recall, uh, a few months ago, I had a, a Tesla Model 4 lent to me by... Fountain Hills Motorsports. And I was amazed that the keys. So, for those of you who don't know, the keys to most Teslas, a lot of Teslas, actually looks like a credit card. There's no physical key that you put in a physical hole, there's no analog solution. So, as you get close to the car, it either locks or unlocks depending on when you tap it on the window. So, the question is how do you get into your car if your battery dies? And I didn't have the answer. But we have the answer now the vehicle. Want you to pay over $20,000, twenty-three dollars and $26,000, in this example, for a new battery. According to Zelaya, when Tesla owners get their car serviced, the batteries are not checked. They have no, again, quote, they have no incentive to help you to make sure your battery is fully functioning and running. More than 3,700 users commented on the video, many claiming they experienced similar issues with their vehicles. According to Zelaya, Tesla is trying to this is a so moving on to Fox 13, which is a different source here. Uh, Tesla's trying to sweep it under the rug. He said they won't give him any explanation of why their battery died. Apparently, the battery is supposed to last a long time and it didn't, or certain miles in the years. It's kind of one of those things, right? Where it's like, and I'm not defending Tesla here, but everything you buy is like getting an oil change. Okay. They say an oil change is it, 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 traditionally because it might be different now, but you either need to get your oil changed every 3,000 miles or every six months, just as an example. Or better yet, on the first-gen NSX, you need to have your timing belt and your water pump changed every 120,000 miles, 90? Every 90,000 miles or something like eight years, something like that. So there's there's two variables. Whichever one comes first is when you need to take care of it. So for his battery to say, okay, well, let's say the battery needed to last 30,000 miles and it died at 3,000 miles, but he's had the battery for eight years. You know, it's like the eight-year 30,000 mile, something like that. Before we move on, literally the screen inside this man's Tesla model that says $26,000 for new battery, locked out of car, recalls are needed. We'll see what happens with this. So I'm on a, uh, an Apex is the name of the the forum, the group that I'm a part of on, on uh, Facebook. It's a car group, giant car group, but it's locked down, so you have to kind of apply to get on there anyway. Usually the people on Apex, like I don't post there because I don't feel like I have anything of quality to post, and if you don't post something of quality, the people will eat you up. So I just sit back and I wait and watch other people post. There's a gentleman who just received his Hummer EV and loved it. The GMC Hummer EV, my personal opinion on it, as I think it looks badass. I haven't really looked into what it can and can't do. But caught my eye because when he played the video, getting in the car, it was a little walk around. But when he turned on the display, there's a cool animation of the Hummer, kind of the front three-quarter view, and then it goes to where it's driving and it's breaking through stuff. Then it's on the moon and it's doing a bunch of really cool shit. Well, little stuff like that excites me. So this article is from Inverse.com Innovation Hummer EV SUV Infotainment Marvel. How did Marvel influence the new Hummer EV SUV design? So Perception is a New York-based design house that is most famous for designing the computer user interfaces for much of the MCU. This is pretty cool. They're behind the look of Peter Parker's Stark tech and Spider-Man Far From Home, the ship UI in Thor Ragnarok, and the futuristic tech of Wakanda and Black Panther, including the Vibranium Sand, the Wakandan font, in Shiri's Medbay. I didn't know that vibranium, the sand was vibranium. What? Perception has also worked with some of the biggest tech firms in the world on a variety of project types. They've developed concept interfaces for aeronautic applications and data visualizations, user, da 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 da. So, when designing the systems in the MCU, that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You guys, remember, I'm a big Marvel guy. Laporte says his team strives to find something that is grounded in reality. He goes on to explain that the vibranium sand in Black Panther uses ultrasonic sound waves, to levitate and create a 3D interactive display. This can be done today with beads of styrofoam, he says. When you look closely at Black Panther, when the tactical table comes to life, there's this little rhythmic bounce that it makes, Lepore adds. There are sound waves there. Is there anyone in the audience that discerns that directly? Maybe not, but they do get that there's a deeper logic that's driving it. I think so. So anyway, that's super cool. I think that's cool. And that is, and that is... Car News. That's all I got for you this week. Next week, Mike Keys. Talked about him last episode. Talking about him again. You'll actually get to hear him next week. I think right Honda and right Toyota. Online.com, Sales shop, wireless services. Westgate Exotic Cars and Rentals. Hey, Westgate, we have to talk. I know you offered up a vehicle. I said I didn't want to go over there because it's too fucking far. But we got to make this sponsorship work. So... I will come out there and pick up a vehicle and take it home for the weekend. Uh, it doesn't have to be fancy; it just has to be something other than what I have right now. Also, want to thank Patreon business supporter Kui Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida; Pell Construction out of Caledonia, Michigan; and Beak House Small Home Design out of Ashford, Virginia, and Traverse City, Michigan. Also, special thanks to Mark Stolman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bo Jung, Alice Kamina, and Drew Bunkley. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little as three dollars a month. Get access to bonus audio as well as strike. See so, how you know, I did that? And I started to do like really fast as well as show swag. Still got the shirts. Those who want them, have them. Those who don't, won't. Whatever. Podcast at gmail.com. Instagram, JFinning. That's J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G. Join the Heart Parking Violations Facebook group. As mentioned earlier in the podcast, when reference to surprise somebody didn't post the Tesla story about the guy who was locked out, won $26,000. Te- what Tesla won $26,000 for him to get back in the car. Like the page, Hard Parking Media on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube Hard Parking Podcast. I can't grow like telling the world how good this show is. Wait, 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 wait. I can't grow like telling everyone how great this show is. Let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. And I'll talk to you all next week. Izzy, take us home. Shut up! (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. Now it's stripping time.